Welcome to Black Man in a White World, where we talk about me, a black man. In this crazy white world. Oh, we're going to get to that. See, I'm going to talk about arts and entertainment, but oh, we're going to touch on that too. Okay, go off. All right. Hey, everybody, this is Mike. And his white roommate, Grant. And today... We're having our first guest. Because I'm sure you're tired of hearing us talk all the time. We're also going to talk about the reality of television. The things we love about reality TV. And the things we don't like that much. But in general, reality TV is actually getting, you know, somewhat progressive. Is it, though? Because it took him, like, 50 seasons to get one black guy. Yeah, but, you know, the first black bachelor, I mean, we're, we're doing okay. All right, I guess. Let's go. like the Karen anthem <laughs> the Karen national anthem the Karen national anthem they like put their hands on their phones and salute the confederate flag <laughs> right when they roll up in their minivans with their cell phones out yeah you know they're bumping us in the minivan oh yeah do you, would you watch a reality show if it just followed Karens around all day absolutely or like what if you take six Karens and you put them all in the room together it, if it's six Karens though they have to like be like Karen's at different stages of the game. Like we need, we need like a Karen in her twenties. We need okay. like a Susan in her forties or whatever. And right. then like a I don't know Gwendolyn or whatever her name might be. <laughs> she gets a little bit older than that. Yeah, get some Barbara. Get some Karens from different you know backgrounds maybe in there too. Yeah, from different cities. Like you need one from the South. You need one from Orange County. You need one from Florida. Upstate New York. Yes, a bougie ass rich one. That's like used to be a Wall Street. Like this just sounds like Real Housewives of Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what all the seasons are? Just I mean, (laughs) I've never actually seen a season of Real Housewives of like Beverly Hills or Orange County, so I don't know. But I'm assuming, yeah, that at least. 30 to 40% of that cast is probably a Karen in some form. When did you start watching reality TV? Like, what 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 reality shows have you seen? Uh, pretty much. It, MTV was, like, my my sexual awakening. I don't, I don't know why I said sexual awakening. It was just <laughs> it was my reality television awakening. I mean, also probably sexual awakening. Let's I, be, I, let's I do be remember. I do remember seeing, like, reality shows and, and at, be, at a young age and being like, this is kind of, you know, yeah, inappropriate. I was like, I don't yeah, know I was like oh, my God, they're wearing a bikini like titties. Like, I, you, yeah. you discover things. Yeah. Uh, but I, it was going to probably be real world because I was, it's so hard to say, like, fast. Real world. Real world. Yeah, you got to say, you got to get, like, your articulate, uh, educate, educated scholar voice. Like, real world. Yeah, it's like a it's like a vocal exercise. Real world rolled doll. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I watched that when I was probably, I don't even know, in the single digits. Like, I, I was, I had no business watching that shit. Would you, like, you know? sneak away and, like, watch it when your parents weren't looking? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't that sneaky. I would literally just come home from school and be like, Dragon Ball Z, and in the real world, and be like, ooh, this person's probably on drugs, and, like, they have alcohol problems and all this kind of stuff. It, it, it taught me a lot. Like, I learned a lot from the real world, probably. I actually know a fact about you that not a lot of people know. 
What is this? Uh-oh. About to, I'm about to be canceled. <laughs> you auditioned for The Real World. Oh, yes. Yeah. I actually, I was so, uh, me and a friend of mine, we were, ever since we were like in sixth grade, we'd always planned to like, to try to audition for The Real World. That's how long I've been watching it, because we were in sixth grade and we were talking okay, about auditioning. Yeah. So when I came of age, I auditioned once before, like at an open casting call, like a rib joint or something in Bakersfield. Didn't get it. <laughs> then I auditioned again once I was at Chapman, and I actually did go through two rounds, I believe. And then I, when I was supposed to come back for like a callback or whatever, I had to decide between going to the real world audition or my job interview at Chapman. Dang. So you didn't end up going? No. I chose Chapman because I was like, there's no way in hell, you know, Chapman, the school that I put so much work and effort into is going to turn their back on me one day and just pretend like they didn't know me because they just forgot who I was and because of racism. You yeah, know? but that didn't happen. That did didn't it? happen at all. <laughs> but Not. I will say, if you did go to that real world audition, who's to say they wouldn't have done the same thing? Or maybe you'd be one of the people they bring back. I'm kind of glad I didn't go to the real world audition because at that time... I, there was a lot, I was like, I was still really ratchet. You had a so lot I would have been ratchet on national TV and that would have not been good. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Cause let's be honest, like Twitter and all that shit wasn't popping off back then when I was 22. So yeah, I had you like can't just look to find out about me anyway. Twitter just started right then, didn't it? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. What is that? So what was it like? 2019. I mean, 2009. <laughs> 2019? 2019. Like last year. Yeah. So what was it like? But you did go to the first, they went to a first audition, you got through to a callback. Yeah. Like the first audition, it was crazy because it's just a bunch of people, like, it's like all these people that are trying to be the biggest personality in the room mm. sitting there together. And so you have like, like the bubbly, uh, preppy white girls, you have like the ethnically ambiguous, like meatheads you have <laughs> you okay, have like the, the people who about. like clearly have like probably a drug problem who what? i ended up look i looked like them but only because of the tattoos and the piercings like mm. i always i always because because society has taught us so well to think this the minute i see people with like mohawks and like piercings and and tattoos i'm like oh they're probably either in a rock band or like they have a drug problem <laughs> it's like one or the other it's yeah. binary. <laughs> one of the two things meanwhile i feel like there's investment bankers in seattle that have like nose rings yeah but also that's the ones seattle. that don't have nose rings are problematic like i've seen wolf of wall street that was that was educational <laughs> an educational movie that taught me that you don't have to look like a fucking drug addict to be a drug addict true so did you play it up like when you were in the audition like did you play up like 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 the for the for to prove that you play can be dramatic i wasn't even thinking that i was thinking the dramatic like like play up your drama or your absolutely i was i was i there was so many like i definitely was pushing that i was from bakersfield because this second time around i was just a general audition it wasn't like a casting call in bakersfield that was the first one mm. the second one was me uh, just applying like through the website or whatever. But now I'm like a student uh, at an Orange County private university who's from Bakersfield, California, and black. So I had this whole story about being the only black guy, and you know, in this in this sea of white people. And so I think they just love that, and they were ready to like expose the hypocrisy and racism. And it's good that I didn't wow. go on that show because it probably would have been like the the protests and the march that happened right now. <laughs> what happened back then? Would you think you would have started the movement? I would have started the movement in Bakersfield for sure by exposing all of these motherfuckers. Wow. 
because they were problematic back then. I mean, and now, yeah, I was like, what, <laughs> has a lot changed? And now, okay, yeah, and then we all know how Orange County is because I don't yeah. even need to say anything. You can see what Huntington Beach and how they acted. Yeah, so. we we went to school in Orange. We know, we know that there's difficulty. Yeah, they there. were tripping. Yeah, a lot. Definitely, I don't know why. It's nice there. The weather's nice. Why? Are, why are people upset where the weather is nice? I think it's the Karen thing where it's like you just don't have anything else going on. You're just bored as fuck. Yeah, and I can you're understand. Upset with your life or some way. Yeah, they just they just hate their life, so they just want to be mad at everyone else. Yeah, I think that's a lot of it. That's frustrating. I can like I can understand why Florida is upset because like it's hot rain and shit and it's sort of sweaty and like it's muggy. Like I can get that. I'd be mad as hell. I'd be like just alligators and shit on the ground. Like <laughs> They're having a lot of uh, problems right now. Yeah. They're popping off with COVID, but they don't give a damn. Yeah. They just, Disney world just open wide open. Yeah. Disney world is open. Why? Because of money. That's true. <laughs> why, why would anything else be happening? Yeah. But yeah. So I, was real world was kind of like my opening to learning about I don't know like culture and like how people are like they seem so much older to me when I was watching as a little kid when I was like yeah. seven and eight I was like oh my god these people are like in their thirties oh and I relate to that so they much. were not they were like eighteen to twenty two so like it just it just seemed so much older because of the shit they were talking about or just how they look you know when we're little kids like everybody in high school looked like full adults yeah. And then you get to that age and you're like, wait, they look normal now. And then when you, now for us, if we look at high school kids, we're like, oh my God, they look like babies. Yeah, they're tiny. I'm like, that's what I looked like? But why were people hanging out with me then? Like, I knew some people when I was like 15, I knew some people that were older and I was smoking cigarettes and all kind of shit. But like, damn, they was hanging out with a baby. I guess, yeah, that's a, that's a whole thing to unpack, isn't right? it? Right? <laughs> Maybe it's because Real Real taught me how to pretend to be older, so... Yeah. They were like, he is an old soul. That could be. I didn't really start watching reality TV until The Bachelor, really. That was your first show? Well, I mean, obviously The Bachelor came out around the same time that we were all in high school or, you know, real world. I don't know what the first season was, but they've been doing it for a long time, like 28 seasons or something. Um, So uh, living with my mom and my sister, like there was a lot of Bachelor watching happening in our house. But uh, I was always like, you know, I was in high school and I like video games more. And I was like, oh, this is so dumb. But then I'd still sit there and watch it and be like, oh, wait, who, what's, what's he doing? Who's he dating? Like, oh, and he's picking between these three girls, but she has a problem with that girl. Oh, my goodness. And I get sucked in for the episode and then commercial break would come on. And I'd be like, OK, I'm bored. Yeah, I would like always like wander off and go back to my like, PlayStation. But I, yeah. I started watching season one of Bachelor, too. That, that was with my mom and. That shit was wild to me back then because I was just like, oh, my God, this guy's picking a girl. Granted, back then, it was like no black people. Like, it was just like white women and a white yeah. dude, and that's it. Like they, It was like, we ain't going to make this diverse. We ain't going to put a, ain't going to be a pigment uh, darker <laughs> than <laughs> darker than like uh, peach well, or, the only, or beige. The only ethnic bachelor for a long time was a guy named white, uh, Juan Pablo, <laughs> who was white. Yeah, that Might was well a couple them. years later. They, yeah. they had that. And I was like, okay, that, that's when they started, you know, doing some, the melanin started getting a little darker. But when you see, like, the the picture of all of them together, it's just, like, all, so many faces that just blend together as far as, like, the all the leads of The Bachelor. Yeah, you can't tell who's who. It look, it's like looking at the roster of presidents of the United States. You're like, I don't know. What I, I can't tell these motherfuckers apart. Yeah, there's, like, that period between, like, 1800 and 1900 when you're like, 
Cleveland Steve Grover is the same Taft, dude. I'm like, I swear this is the same guy. They just changed the beard color like it's a character selection on a video game. Oh yeah, like the mutton chops <laughs> and yeah, the just, curly mustache. He just switched it. They're like this is the same dude. Bald, little hair. I call bullshit. Yeah. But uh, the did you have a favorite character? Because I know my favorite character from Real World. I have those people. Ooh, tell me. No, that, I don't have it. From Real World, because like, you have to have like a favorite character. Like they're not real people. Like it's like a yeah. <laughs> like, why, it's a TV show. I always want to call them characters yeah, too. My favorite character, yeah. uh, real life person. Uh, two were Coral from the New York season of Real World. She was great because she fucking had the one liners. Like I, the one that I always remember is. Uh, she was on like this challenge show. After a while, they have like these challenge shows where they bring different people on. And um, the in that show, she was like getting into this fight with this one girl named Julie. And Julie's like trying to talk shit, and Coral's like, "I don't wrestle. I beat bitches up." And that was literally <laughs> that was like my that's wow. a fucking quote. Yeah, like this is before memes. She was already memeing. So, so basically, the the whole thing was like they were gonna wrestle each other, and then she's like, "No, I don't wrestle. I beat." Bitches up. Yeah, she's wow. just like, I'm not gonna play games with you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you down. So Damn. that was, I was like, yes, Coral. Damn. And then the second was Tammy Roman, uh, in Real World. I think she was in Real World, LA. Okay. She fucking was like intense because she uh, basically would always tell it like it is and didn't get take no shit. And like, I think even this guy ended up getting kicked off because like he did some wild shit. He like, she was like in the bed and he was like trying to joke around with her and pull her out of the bed, which was already, it was very problematic. Yeah. I don't think Ooh. she was fully clothed. And he like dragged her through the hallway or something like that. And then he what? got kicked off the show. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But she, she was on that and she came back on like one of the challenges too, but she was not taking no shit. So yeah. She what was, was her, like, did she have a catchphrase or anything? Uh, not then. She had a catchphrase later when she was on Basketball Wives. Wait. Tammy from Real World is Tammy from Basketball Wives? Yes. Same Tammy. What? Tammy Roman. <laughs> yes. She's been in the game for a hot minute. Oh my god. That's like a, I feel like that's like 10 years apart. Yeah, that's, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. That, I mean, that's why when I was watching Basketball Wives, it wasn't until like season three of that show she shows up and I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna get good." Because I was like, "Tammy knows how to. She knows how to operate and navigate." She's a veteran reality. of yeah. the reality show genre. Yeah, because all these other people were rookies. She was like, "Cause in, in that show, basketball wise, they're all like, they were wives of basketball players at one point, but like a lot of them end up getting divorces because like obviously, and so including her, I think they all were like ex wives of basketball. So it should, the mm. show should be called Ex Basketball Wives, but we're not gonna. <laughs> well, not, there's Jackie Christie's on that show, and she's Jackie, still married. Yes, Jackie, Jackie and and Tammy have the best quotes, uh, and they're the most quotable out of the whole show. Jackie Christie, the one that you showed me that we just love, which is you know we wa- I I can't remember if we watched the whole scene, but but you were trying so hard to show me this scene, and it's when Jackie comes to the table. She and Tammy are beefing, right? It's like they're they're fighting. Yeah. And and she sits down at the table and everyone's like, what's about to go down? And I think they sit there for like a minute and then she's like, all right, let's just fight. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a fucking moment because like she comes in, I swear she comes in from like negative 15 to, and goes to 100 because she's like so peaceful. And she's like, hi, guys, how are you doing? And she's smiling. And she's like, let's just fight. I'm like, yeah. and they just and they just bust out laughing because they're like, where, where is this coming from? Like, I from that day forward, I use that all the time now. If I get in an argument with someone, it doesn't even be an argument. If we just kind of like subtly start to uh, 
have a conversation where that we're going to like disagree a little bit. I'm just like, let's just fight. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, one thing I'm wondering is, is, is that, is that maybe like something that was that like a communication breakdown as in like, they were supposed to have some scenario where they talk for a bit that leads to the fight and she just like skips straight to the fight. Like how produced was that moment? Do you I think? think Quentin Tarantino was producing, <laughs> producing that episode. <laughs> he was just like, fuck it. Like, let's just cut to the fight. Like yeah. I'm tired of this bullshit. Cause I mean, you, you showed me basketball lives. You also showed me the one real housewife season I have seen, or sh- I guess spinoff series is real housewives of Atlanta. So I've seen a couple of these shows spin-off now. series. Well, what was the first one? I don't know. I think Real Housewives of, I don't know, Beverly Hills may have been the first one? I don't know. That would make sense. I feel like Atlanta was one of the first ones, though. Well, I just mean it's a a segment of the brand. Yes. Because I haven't seen any of the other ones. It's the only one I watch for obvious reasons, because it's like the only one with like all black women, with the exception of like I think Real Housewives of Potomac, which is newer. Oh. Uh, But they literally have just two seasons. Like, this is the black one, because of course, you know, America and Hollywood is like, we got to separate it and segregate it. <laughs> like, they can't be on Beverly Hills. Like, black people don't live in Beverly Hills, apparently. Uh, even though you used to work in Beverly Hills and yeah. there's a ton. <laughs> yeah, there's black people there. But they're just like, no, not in, not in the show, at least. Not in Orange County. Yeah. No, not in New York. Not in, you know, anywhere else they do these shows. But Real World Housewives of Atlanta, like, also very quotable. Like, with NeNe Leakes and Portia Williams and Phaedra Parks. She's... TB, like, TBT or whatever. Well, Phaedra, she was just drama on the show. Oh, she was drama, but she fucking, she was, like, she had the Southern Belle person, persona. Or and wasn't she, like, the good Christian woman, even though her husband was in jail? Yeah, she was a hot ass. Trying man. to like, play her it backstory and her, and her front story was a hot mess. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she, the best moment was, like, she apparently was having these, like, rumors with uh, Portia Williams, another character, another character. Uh, about Candy Burris, who's like one of the most successful people on that show. I love Candy. Yeah, She's Candy's really cool. Great. She's written a bunch of songs. She used to be part of, I want to uh, say, Escape. Escape. Yeah. And yeah. she wrote a bunch of songs like, you know, Grammys, all kinds of shit. She's, she's a boss. But Portia Williams and Phaedra apparently like accused Candy of like her and her husband having a sex dungeon and threesomes and all kinds of crazy stuff. And they say that like they even, that she even at one point tried to drug Portia. Which is not oh, true, but like yeah. Phaedra spreading these rumors. But then now there's it comes to a point where I think Phaedra and Portia and all these women are at like at a huge dinner table because they would always make them like go on random trips and bring all the women together. Oh yeah, super and, produced. Yeah, super produced. They'd be like, you guys all should go on a trip together, even though you all hate each other. It's like, <laughs> and you know, it's about to be the red wedding. You know, they're like these motherfuckers about to cut a baby out of somebody. Yeah, but, <laughs> but Lannister you knew, style. Yeah, you yeah. knew you knew it was about to get fucked up. But then, like, I think Candy brings it up, or someone brings up, like, hey, Candy, I heard someone had this rumor about you. And she goes, she's like, that you tried to drug Portia. And then immediately Portia goes, who said that? (laughs) (laughs) And then after Portia says, who said that? Then it turns over to, like, Phaedra or someone. She's like, who said that? And then then, uh, Kenya or someone was like, who said that? And everyone's saying that back and forth. And I'm just like... (laughs) <laughs> you guys, the two culprits know who said it, but it's just such a quotable moment. Yeah. Uh, and I just use it a lot still to this day. Yeah. But the, the thing is, like, there's that fun part of those shows where, like, it's quotable, it's funny. But then there's also, like, this part of me where even while I was hesitant to kind of, like, show you the show, because it's like, 
is this a bad representation of, of like, I was like, if he watches this show, is he going to think that all black people are like this or all mm. women are like this? Because um, I was like, it's just a show, but, you know, you get worried about that because it's the same thing as, like, rap music or, I don't know, basketball players, football players. Like, this, this is his own entertainment representation. And I'm just like, damn, this is the only thing that you're going to see. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a couple parts of that because it's like, one, that's not the only impression of black women that I see. <laughs> I know, but I know, but it's just something I think about. We, yeah. we can see that America and the world has issues, so right. it's, it's normal for me to be hesitant. Oh, no, no, definitely. And representation matters, right? But that's why the shows do a good job and maybe it's just sometimes that you know they switch this role a lot but there's always at least one woman in the cast who's the voice of reason in every fight like the chill ass yeah one. like it's usually candy or like you know when kim fields was on the show for a season it was like kim and candy were kind oh, of yeah. more like because kim, kim fields and candy like they don't need technically need the show no they're they successful don't. outside of it they're not reality they're not actually reality stars they're like successful business people who just so happen to be on the reality show Right. Some of the other ones, they're all amazing, but we like some of their companies or things they started their lip gloss lines and shit like that. It's like you clearly started this after you were on the show. It's kind of like the original influencers were like reality stars because then they'd launch brands from their persona that they would have on the show. Yeah. But do you think that reality shows like purposefully like just push like negative stereotypes like like do you th- or 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 negative portrayals of people because I feel like they always like the produce the producers seemingly to me and a lot of these shows seem to push like conflict because they think that that's what's going to be I think they do now. Yes. I feel like because we because of Facebook and Instagram and how we receive certain information and they see how people comment on stuff like the the response and the reactions they definitely push for more drama. Like when I watched Real Roll back in the day, there were episodes where I feel like they were just chilling around the house. Right. It's kind of like Big Brother sometimes, where you watch it and you're like, they just sitting there doing nothing. It's, there's drama every now and then, but like it's also just them just a day in the life. And then the show started design like eventually after a certain period of time, like after 2000 or so. Then all of a sudden, the real world started changing, where they were like forcing them to go on trips and do all that stuff like that. They were like creating drama for them and getting them drunker and stuff like that. And it, and it yeah. started shifting from the like a visual representation of of seven random people living in a house to like, let's see how long these seven people can go without killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's what the Karen reality show would be like. It'd be oh, like, yeah. these how, the Karens will fuck each other up. How long does it take before they all lose their mind and like call the police on each other? Five minutes. <laughs> probably like, like seven minutes, probably in the first, like they'd be like, they just, uh, they're all barely arriving to the show and they already be like calling the cops on each other. Go. That actually would be the most dramatic season of television ever. Because you know how on The Bachelor they're always trying to push that narrative? It's like, this is the most dramatic season of, you know, Bachelor we've ever seen. Oh, like, always. Every, I'm like, how is this more dramatic? What is it? Are they actual aliens or something? Are they, <laughs> they going to pull their skin back and be someone else? Is everyone going to pull guns on each other? Like, what's going to happen? Oh, that would be fucking epic. Yeah, that would be pretty and very cool. American. Well, I I got started watching Bachelor in Paradise because someone told me it was like Game of Thrones, and that's what got me on my reality. I feel like show. did we start watching it together? Yeah, it was like Sam Roots was saying like this is like Game of Thrones because it was so cutthroat. Yes, he. It's so funny that he's the one that brought us into that because he <laughs> seems like the person I would like the last person I would watch a reality show. 
Yeah, he but like, he actually likes reality TV sometimes. Yeah, it's like his guilty pleasure. Yeah. He's like a very, for people who don't know who Sam is, he's like a very like introspective writer who like, you know, he just listens to like indie music and stuff. I just didn't expect him to be like also watching The Bachelor religiously. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but hey, it's a good show. But yeah, he we started watching Bachelor in Paradise and that was the first time that all the rejects like the people who lost were like getting mixed and mingled and then you sort of started to see more interracial relationships and I guess real uh real relationships because it wasn't just like all these people uh forced. Yeah, I really like it better than the or the real show because the real show is so forced and at the end of it you have what maybe one good relationship that comes out of a bachelor or bachelorette season. Although let's just say the bachelorette season, they just are the women are just way better at picking their men. Oh yeah. They always, the women always pick their, like, hus- future husbands, and then they end up still together, and they're fine. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, <laughs> such a better success, uh, like, track record. Yeah, the guys would be like, they'll pick someone, and then, like, oh, wait, wait, I actually didn't mean her, or I said the wrong name, or, um, I don't know. I'm like, ugh, this is a hot mess. <laughs> Men are just a mess. Throw, these, throw them away. There's been a lot of cases where the guy picks, and then he, they break up, and then he picks some, the runner-up later. I think yeah. men are just worse at picking. Terrible. But aren't, <laughs> isn't, isn't this season going to be the... This the, is the first Black Bachelor this yeah, season. So this, this is, will be actually the best, the most controversial season because it's the newest, I guess, thing to do. Do you know who he is? Do you know anything about him? No. Uh, so his name is Matt James and he is... Like his first and last name. Uh, yeah, as far as I know, yeah, Matt James. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's a friend of Tyler Cameron, who's from another season that everyone loved, but I, he was, you know, didn't want to do it or wasn't qualified to do it. And, but he, his, he and his friend got popular on Instagram. And so Matt James, they, they introduced him to the bachelor nation as they're called and, and they really liked him. So go figure. <laughs> you mean America? Who would, knew? Could like they would see a black person on TV. That's kind of cool. And like in shape and attractive and they would actually watch them on TV. You would think that they would do that. if, like you get a bunch of black men and put them in padded suits and have them throw around pigskin for a little while. You think that would probably be one of the most televised things in, in, you know, in the world. Yeah. That's crazy. Hollywood. (laughs) Who would have thought that white people in the world like watching black people entertain? (laughs) It's shocking. It's shocking. What a discovery they created. Um, but let me just read you his bio so you get a little bit about him. Okay, what about him? What is he So, um, after meeting Matt James as a prospective suitor for The Bachelorette, thousands of fans swooned over the would-be cast member. He is a total package. He has, a strong, he has strong family values, uh, a great career, and over the past few months, he has used his growing platform for good. Today, Matt announced on Good Morning America that he will take on the role as the lead of his own love story as the star of the momentous 25th season of ABC's hit romance reality series, The Bachelor. Oh, my God. Who wrote that copy? (laughs) (laughs) It's very, like... That was like a paragraph just to describe The Bachelor. Pretty much. They doing too much. (laughs) While much of Bachelor Nation has fallen in love with him already, many will will meet him, the 28-year-old real estate broker, entrepreneur, and community organization founder... On his journey Come to find on, love. Come on, triple, quadruple hyphen it over here, whatever the hell he is. Yeah. He got all of them jobs. Shit, his resume probably looking crazy. The North Carolina native went to Wake Forest University where he majored in economics and played wide receiver for the football team. Oh, he's okay. also... Yeah. Also, he could beat somebody's ass. <laughs> he's from North Carolina, so he already done fuck with the racist people. Yeah. So he, okay, he ready. Yeah, but he moved to New York City where he now resides. 
So his love All of food. Right. Shit, he probably got COVID nineteen. Oh no. Yeah, but they squashed it over there. They're oh, yeah, like, that's true. Steady. They figured it out. I don't know how they figured it out. Maybe because they, I don't know. Andrew Como's a hard ass. I guess. Maybe I don't know. His uh, nipples are hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> the ring nipples. Oh yeah. Uh, his love of food and passion for giving back led to his creation of an organization that is designed to find creative ways to engage kids from underserved communities in New York City, encouraging physical and mental wellness. Oh, while also, of course. Yeah. While also giving them opportunities for new experiences throughout the city. Wow. Can I sign up? <laughs> like, what a sweetheart, right? It's like you turn into the season and I'm just standing there with a wig on like, hello, my name is Michelle Thompson. Michelle Thompson. I love I it. am going to be your suitor. <laughs> uh, no, wow. Of course. Like, see, the thing, though, I still like while I'm very proud of who he is and that he's going to be on the show for his Black Bachelor and all that. It's like it, it still makes me feel like you have to be super perfect. Like his resume. You see how intense that resume had to be before we got one. Mm. But all these other motherfuckers that had done Bachelor all these seasons before, they ain't shit. Some of them are on there like, I'm just like uh, like an influencer or something. <laughs> like, I just like take pictures. Yeah. So it's like, and they're, and they're like Bachelor uh, hopeful. Yeah. Ain't got a job, ain't got shit. One guy's job was he was a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He did play. He was a former football player, too. That's true. But and other, I actually like Colton a lot, but the, uh, they pushed that storyline. Colton was problematic. He was crying and all the time, and it was a hot mess. He was running around. He was a mess. I was like, when you look like that, he literally was like a square-faced white guy that played football. I was like, you are literally what they make in laboratories, One like of our racist friends. laboratories. I was like, so you're perfect. You're you remember when Carson called him a, like a Nintendo, what was it, like a Madden Nintendo face? Yeah. He's he so blocky. <laughs> but like from like, like a 1996 like Madden. Yeah. Like, a, you know, when they pasted the faces on, like it would just look real blocky and polygon. polygon. Yeah, like Madden Nintendo 64. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the, I think it's it's cool, but it's I just it feels like you have to have 26 jobs and like mm. a thousand volunteer uh, accolades just to be like, considered to be something that any white guy could get. Well, think about Rachel Lindsay. Rachel was the first black bachelorette. She was perfect. And her shit was on point. Yeah. There was nothing about her that was trifling. Yeah. Her, and her season was great, too, because yeah. she, she kicked off the drama people, like, as soon as she could. Yeah, she did. She got everyone that she's like, all the people that were, like, not actually there for love and just influencers, she's like, you're off. Yeah. And then her husband, who that she picked, because uh, it's her husband now, hey, Brian. Yeah. was Brian. Dr. Abs. Yeah. He looked like a fucking statue and he was <laughs> he a did. fucking doctor. I was like, how do you have time to fucking look like a statue? Yeah. Well, I don't, what gym are you going to? <laughs> it must be a gym in a hospital. I don't know. Cause he looked crazy. Damn. I think he was like a, he was like a chiropractor, wasn't he? He was, yep. And so he's he was, just he like. He was chiropracting himself too. Cause that shit, <laughs> his shit looked on point. Yeah. That was a beautiful married couple. Yeah. Yeah. They got married recently, I think. Yeah. I'm excited for this black bachelor. Yeah. Me too. I, it makes me like this isn't actually the first the first time that uh, that they try to do something unique because actually in, in other shows that we've watched, I feel like they they've been slowly more or less pushing like interracial relationships and stuff like that. They've been more open to it, yeah, for sure. Well, we we have this thing in our house where we've just started watching. A lot of like reality dating shows together in quarantine. Yes, it's become our, like a ritual. Yeah, with our third roommate, Cade. Our other roommate, Cade, yeah, uh, Cade Taylor. Yeah, who like, uh, he's he he's actually pretty much into all the same stuff that we are, like movies and writing 
and has his own like YouTube channel and everything like that. Uh, but we kind of had this ritual where we would sit and watch different reality shows like Love Island and Bachelor, uh, Listen to Your Heart and some other stuff and have like huge commentary. Sometimes we get in thought provoking conversations or we just, just shoot the shit. But wait, Mike, I just had an idea. What's up? Is it time that we have our first guest on the pod? Fuck it. <laughs> You're like, you're supposed to like open up your throat because your tongue has to go forward to do it. Hmm. <laughs> but you're like, look like a psychopath. You're like, ah, 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 ah. it sounds terrible. It's like so- and that, everybody, is uh, our roommate, Kane. So, <laughs> <laughs> we catfished you to be on the pod. We catfished you to be on the pod. That's why these microphones are set up. Yeah. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about yourself, Kane, other than your vocal exercises or whatever the hell you're doing. Mm-hmm. My name is Kate Taylor. I am your roommate, and I'm a writer and a director and an art tour. <laughs> this is your YouTube persona. Inside joke. <laughs> yeah, he has a YouTube channel. You guys should check it out because I'm actually starring in some of his videos. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I'm starring. I'm like a supporting character. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, if you put me on the screen, I'm basically the star. Mm-hmm. You steal my thunder. Yes. Kate, how did you meet us? How did you come to live with us? I met Mike through improv class UCB improv my second day in LA and he seemed like a cool you're like the first person I talked to he seemed like a cool guy and uh I just kind of like weaseled my way in like parasite (laughs) (laughs) you like came out of the like bookshelf and like uh it's funny because I feel like that's pretty much the same way like Grant met me yeah it was a character writing workshop at Chapman I think yeah like for actors and writers and some bullshit. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, pretty much I'm always in that class and then I'm like so fucking fabulous and then there's somebody else who's like less fabulous who's like, oh my God, I want to be his white friend. Dang, calling us <laughs> out, Kate. Do you feel attacked? It hurts a little bit. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not how it happened. But I do remember like on the first day uh, we were leaving class, like we had that like awkward moment where you're like walking in the same direction and then like, I think I'd already called an Uber, but like, I didn't tell him because I was like, we're talking. And then the Uber showed up and I was like, oh, I guess I got to go. <laughs> yeah. And apparently I let, you could have just walked right next to me. But that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was weird. I was like, I guess I got to go. And like, I'm like still walking in the same direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, look where we walked to now. We walked into the same house and we like what into many, each other's hearts i don't know about all that okay well we have been watching a lot of reality dating shows yes listen mm-hmm. like listen to your heart yeah wait kate do, do you watch a lot of reality did you watch a lot of reality dating shows before yeah did, was this a thing you did i didn't watch any reality dating show. i think i saw one episode of the bachelor before i moved into this house and that was like the only reality tv show episode i've seen so what's your first impression I mean, honestly, like, kind of love it. It's so crazy. It's just like putting people in situations that nobody should ever be put into. What shows have you watched with us? Watched Love is Blind with you, Too Hot to Handle with you and Mike, Love Island (laughs) with you and Mike, Listen to Your Heart 
Oh my god, you we, and Mike. We have watched. We, <laughs> it's weird to hear like when he's listing it. I'm like, damn. Wait a minute. We watched a lot of shows and they all start with the L. That's also all in the yeah. span of quarantine. Like before quarantine, we didn't watch any of these reality TV shows. So it's only been the past month. Yeah. You know what show they should make about us that starts with an L? Loneliness. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sad because like I'm the only one that's not in a relationship. So how are y'all lonely? Oh, that's, you know, stuck. Damn, life is, is heavy, man. You could be getting <laughs> married or in a in a great relationship where you're in a honeymoon phase still and, <laughs> and, and still be lonely. Well, I think it's just lonely for human connection because that's what the shows, like, give you, like, especially, like, Love, Love Island is. They're just, just about friendship, man. Yeah. I mean, not really, but, that, like, there's friendship you find along the way. Yeah. Especially these, like, kind of sappy ones because it's, like... It's such like a perfect, like you're saying honeymoon phase. It's like the ultimate projection of that where it's like people are just absolutely enamored until she goes south. And then there's like a brief moment where everybody's crying. Yeah. But and then they like, they, have, they make you like switch boyfriends and girlfriends. That's the best part of that show is like, oh, you guys are like hitting it off. But like, all right, tonight, now you got to switch. Like, but only if the person decides to pick someone else. Right. Or someone new decides to steal your boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. Which is nuts. Like, I would kill someone if I, like, me and this person are hitting it off and all of a sudden this new person comes and, like, actually, I like them and I'm choosing them. I'm like, what kind of slavery, colonialist shit is this? <laughs> well, fun fact, you know, Love Island is a, a, you know, show from the UK. and Figures. The season we watched was based in South Africa. Just saying. Wow. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of European people went to South Africa and picking and choosing, like, selecting people that were already there. <gasps> it's so meta. <laughs> it sounds familiar. Damn. What was your favorite show that we watched? Honestly, I think my favorite one was Too Hot to Handle. Okay. Yes. What's the logline for Too Hot to Handle for people who don't know? Too Hot to Handle. What is? I want to use the language they use. A bunch of attractive singles uh, go to a like villa resort and... Uh, all under the guise that they're going to just have like a mad sex for a couple weeks. And then <laughs> this is exactly how they described it. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot. This is not the language they're using now. And then it comes out that they can't even like touch each other or kiss each other for the entire time. And they're all like super horny. And if they don't touch each other or kiss each other, they win a hundred thousand dollars. And if they do do any of that stuff, they start losing the money. Um, Which isn't that much money. $100,000 is like chump change for like reality split TV. 10 ways, too. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, that's like $5. I mean, I can't do math because I'm a writer, but... $10,000, which is still $10, a $10,000, yeah. There you go. But, like, I mean, in comparison to other reality TV shows. But it's good because it pits people against each other. Like, like if someone else is getting more action than you, like smooch, stealing a smooch, like, in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and then everyone loses money. So you get mad at them. That's like the whole dilemma of all these shows is that it's like everybody needs to trust each other to do the right thing. Good luck. And then one person does the wrong thing. And like if somebody's like, well, they're doing the wrong thing, then I'm going to do the wrong thing. And then everybody mm-hmm. fails. So do you think that reality shows reflect our society or they are their own thing? <laughs> I think, I think they can reflect. Yeah, I think they do. Cause like what we were just saying, it's like, Doing one wrong thing makes somebody, makes everybody want to cheat. Pretty much. Everyone's like, well, they did it. They like kissed someone or looked at someone and thought about kissing them. So like, I'm going to fuck everybody I see. And it's like, damn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. 
And in that show, the funny part was that they had that little robot. Like, it's not even a robot. I'm like, it, it looked like a fucking Alexa. Yeah. That little Lana. cone shape. Yeah, Lana. And she would just talk. And she'd be like, hello, everyone. And it was like, this is some kinky shit. Because, like, she's the one that regulates and watches if they're having sex. Yeah. That's nuts. She's the producer, like, in the room. It was That was some, like, Stanley Kubrick fucking, like, uh, Odyssey, Space Odyssey 2001 type shit. Mm-hmm. Well, you pointed this out um, when we were talking about it yesterday. Like, it, Netflix calls it all social experiments, right? Not reality shows. Yeah, and that always kind of rubs me the wrong way because it seems like it's a little. It generous. rubbed them the wrong way too. But also, <laughs> the reason I like <laughs> just got that now. The reason I like Too Out to Handle is because it feels the most like a social experiment. Mm. Because there's, uh, you know, it breaks the mold a little bit, and uh, it's kind of testing people a little bit more. Versus, and there's almost like they're trying to learn something. They're trying to like give, you know, they have like a hypothesis where they're like, by the end of this, these people will be like a little bit more, have more self-respect and restraint. And then that's, so they have like a hypothesis and then they have the way of going that. The only reason it's not experiment, they don't have a control group, I guess. Well, because if there was that one girl that just like she's like I'm done with this. This is so stupid, and she just like quit the show. Yeah, that was the no. Carrot. She got like kicked off. Yeah, because they were like she was. She kept complaining about. It. I want to say she just kept bitching about it, but I'm I'm trying to be a changed man. So she kept complaining about it, and like then eventually they was like, okay, well if you don't like the show, then get the hell off then. Looking all sour and shit. You didn't get a hundred thousand dollars or what ten thousand dollars. Go on, bitch. Yeah. Oh, see, damn. <laughs> I was doing so well. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> see, like, maybe you need to go on this show. Too Hot to Handle season two. Oh, I am way too hot to handle. They would have lost all that money in the first five minutes. I'd have been licking people, kissing them, sucking on toes, and all kinds of shit. <laughs> they would have been, <laughs> be like, you have negative $4,000. And they were like, what? You got to pay? I'm like, yeah. Mike was nasty. He didn't kiss every damn body on this show. He was kissing Lana and everything else. There was a character that loved Lana. Oh, yeah. There was like the guy who looks like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> kind of looks like Cade. Cause Kate, Kate, I'll take do you have something you want to tell us? Yeah, you look. You kind of you look like uh, what the the first time when they first started trying to say Jesus was white. That's what I feel like you look like. You have like the gold, the, the gold Roman tan. Jesus. Yeah, the Roman Jesus. <laughs> when Rome took over the church, you're, you're like Caesar Augustus JC. I don't know oh why. JC. <laughs> I was gonna try and say like Jesus Cristo, but yeah. Oh, uh, I thought I was like he's having a stroke. They getting us. <laughs> Yeah. You talking shit on me, I'll smite you. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> right? I mean, I am, we aren't doing too much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Mike, that, what, what was your favorite of the, of the three? Out of Love Island, Listen to Your Heart, and... Too Hot to Handle. Too Hot to Handle. I was going to say Life is Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Music <is>. Festival. <laughs> um, I would probably say... Oh, I think Too Hot to Handle, too. I, I want to say listen to your heart, but it, they voted off or got rid of all the people that I liked too early on, and I was like, fuck this show. Uh, but Too Hot to Handle had Harry and Francesca, and they were terrible. They were making out and doing all that shit in the very first like episode. So I was like, see? Told y'all I'd be doing that, because that's what I like. <laughs> um, and I still follow Harry till this day. The, he's Australian. Yeah, that's right. He's always like, hello, little, like... Love muffins and shit. I don't know how to do an Australian accent. <laughs> he did come in and he was like, my little spicy avocado. Yeah, little spicy avocados. and. 
I will say, like, watching Bachelor and comparing it to shows like Love Island or Too Hot to Handle, which has a lot of international contestants on it, um, I feel like there's a difference between the shows that are, strictly speaking, American reality dating shows and international reality dating shows. Yeah, I think the international ones, like Love Island and and, and stuff like that, they, uh, in Too Hot to Handle, that has people from all over the world, they, they're very, they're mixed. Yeah. When you get these American shows like The Bachelor, that you could tell it's like, I'm like, you need y'all need to just let go of your like slavery, slave owner mentality and stop like fine-tuning and selecting the perfect specimen. That shit is problematic. Mm-hmm. But Bachelor always does that. You can tell like all the girls are like fitting a certain standard. They all have certain blonde hair that's shoulder length, and they all have a certain boob size, they all have a, a certain useless job, like influencer. And then uh they all look the same. So it's just like that's America. America's like, we're going to make sure we, we fucking overproduce this shit that it's not real at all. And then you have this other show, like Love Island, like, I don't know, we just got a, a bunch of random ass motherfuckers. We don't know what they like. They might get along, they might not get along, and just let's see what's happening. Yeah. I feel like in the international ones, yeah, it is more mixed versus in the American ones. It's almost like they're just trying to create a perfect idea. You know, like the relationships they try to sell are always... Like, yeah. This is how a relationship should be, and I think like Love Island's different because it's every day, and so, so you just see the between time, between these relationships. So it feels a little bit more natural. Yeah, there's more time. There's more downtime to for people to be real. Yeah, Love Island's like the big brother of like of dating shows because it's like they're just sitting around just eating breakfast sometimes. The season we watched of Love Island it supposedly is unique for two reasons. Number one. Um, there's a lot less drama than other seasons. And granted, I think in general, Love Island is a little bit less dramatic because it's not trying to be the most dramatic season ever, like Bachelor. But also, number two, just there's more interracial couples and, and just, you know, just all types Yeah, of- I, will, I feel like the season that we the latest season, I do think some saying. of the earlier ones were still like, mm. eh. Well, we tried watching Love Island Australia. You guys remember that? Oh, my God. I, we watched, like, one episode, and I was like, I can't do this, because it was just all blonde hair, blue eyes. It looked like Hitler produced it, and I was like, I'm not into this. <laughs> <laughs> like, all the all the Nazis that supposedly escaped to Argentina yeah. they just went to Love Island I was like, no, nah, this is not cool. Like, there's more people in the world than blonde hair, blue eyed people. Not, there's nothing wrong with anyone that has those features, but there's more people be, besides you, so mm-hmm. we need to see more. Something interesting... About like the Love Island versus uh, Love is Blind. Mm. So in Love Island, there's multiple interracial couples. And I think there probably are some conversations a little bit about that. But nev- never like the main focus. But in Love is Blind, the, that one couple, I can't remember. Lauren and Cameron. Lauren and Cameron, which is like a great couple. Yeah. But the way they edited it is like... Every single conversation they have is about their race difference. Oh, and she went on like talk radio shows after the fact and was like, "Like, yeah, we talked about it like three times. They just so happened to use the three times we talked about it in the in yeah." The show. So what was is she black and he was white? She's black and he's white. Oh, and they kept talking about it. Yeah, because that's what they. That's the thing is like I'm so annoyed with I when they have this new black bachelor. It's gonna be just like how when Colton was a virgin. Every fucking episode, they're like, yes, but also Colton's a virgin. They'd be like, tonight, they're going to go to Spain, where Colton will be a virgin. <laughs> tonight, he's going to pick his last two women that will be with him 
while he's still a virgin. I'm like, stop. So you know, you know when the, the first Black Bachelor, they're gonna be like, tonight on the Black Bachelor. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, oh hell no, no, no. Did you forget he's black? Did you know? Like, can't he just have a normal relationship and just like, if it comes up, it comes up, depending on who he's dating? Couldn't shouldn't we just have normal lives and not have to fucking march and protest still for some shit that somebody started two hundred some years ago? That's a resounding yes. <laughs> 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 Talk, trying to tell me to move the fuck on, but you don't want to give me a job. Actually, Mike, you find, might find this interesting because you didn't see Love is Blind. Kay, do you remember there's that scene when Cameron, this is on Love is, uh, Love is Blind, when Cameron sits down with Lauren's dad and they have like a one-on-one and he says, he asks Cameron, have you ever been in a room with only black people? Mm-hmm. And Cameron says, yes. But I had to sit there and think about it and it was like, have I? Have you ever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I don't think I, not, I mean, I've been like one-on-one, but I've never been in a room where it's been like predominantly, like a group of people where it's all black and then just me. Oh my gosh. It's an interesting question, right? Have like, you? Yeah, you're, when I was at your house. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Did you know, like, fun fact, you are the only person that I have met while going to Chapman, like after, after Chapman, which means after 2010, that has been to my, my parents' house. Wow, I think I, I think I did know that. With the exception of my ex girlfriend. Yeah. But like you're the only friend. Yeah. That yeah you that. I know all your secrets. (laughs) What? What secrets? Well, maybe that like you have a nice house. Yeah. (laughs) I want everyone to know. I mean, my parents just sold that house. I think. But I sold my childhood home. Yeah. The other day, I was like. You guys were watching some movie or something. They're like, "Oh my god!" Oh, it was we're watching High School Musical. Yes. Because we kind of we just lost track of of uh, watching all these like reality shows, and then we're like, "Oh my gosh, she has a ba- uh, balcony!" And I was like, "Yeah, I had a balcony." And I was like, "Oh my god, wait a minute, is that not normal?" <laughs> okay, that was the first time you saw uh, High School Musical too, huh? Yeah, that was. What did you think of that? Which is also a great love story. Honestly. I feel like with any movie, like if it's a musical, if they just throw on songs, like I just, no matter what the quality of any of it is, I just love seeing people dance in movies. <laughs> You're just on board. I'm just on board immediately. I'm like, oh, they're dancing. It looks like fun. Okay, Life should be that way. Imagine yeah. if everyone went in a song and dance. Oh my God. It Can you imagine the protests if everybody was? Oh, that'd be those beautiful. protests would have been fucking fire. So is the bar. Yeah. You'll see videos when, you know, some people bring, out. They bring instruments and stuff. It's really cool. Speaking of High School Musical, do you know what I was just thinking? What song I was just thinking this morning? What? The, the boys, boys are back. The boys are back. Hey, that's my <laughs> fucking jam. Maybe we like that song because it was like the curly haired Le Cordon Bleu. Yeah. Uh, black guy. And then <laughs> uh, Zachy Efron. Yeah. Zach so Effie. Basically us. Yeah. I'm Zach Efron. <laughs> the, the musical version of us. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm Corbin. Yeah, you're Corbin. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, whatever. Whatever he's doing right now. Because I'm like, Mike, don't forget us when you get a, a no, you know, more popular. <laughs> and I'm going to forget you. I'm going to be on Baywatch, baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Such a great movie. Mm-hmm. Great series. Everyone, yeah, everyone should be singing song and dance and like, and more. 
often. Like life should be like a Broadway play. There's there's crying and like tears and stuff in Broadway plays and real emotion. But baby, the fucking musical numbers when they get ready to song and dance and get happy are fucking amazing. That's how life should be. It should be like we have some very terrible news for you, but please uh, stay tuned because we will be having a song and dance at the end to lift your spirits again. <laughs> It'd be so weird because you're like bopping along to it. You're like, ooh, ah, this is great. 134 people died. Yeah. And Starbucks is back with a brand yeah. new drink. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. They'd be like, uh, oh shit, I can't even think of one. They could just, they'd be like, uh, a hunt, like we're closing down America again for because of COVID-19. But you're gonna make some banana bread. You're gonna make some banana bread. <laughs> make that bread. Make that bread. Experiment with new foods. Like it could, there's a way to fucking spin everything, not spin it, but like just look at the silver lining and and well, focus on the love and the happiness. The friendships are the are the key part. Yeah. Do you think that like reality, like that's that's where I struggle with reality TV is so fun. But sometimes it feels like it's so negative because there's people fighting and drama and all this stuff. But it doesn't have to be that way, right? That's like my favorite part of any of the reality TV shows Which we've part? watched. What? Which part? The friendships. Like, like the bromances and the shit? The bromances, the, the platonic friendships that evolve between people when they start just typing each other up and oh, really yes. supporting each other. Like Luke T and Luke M from Love Island. Yeah. Ugh. Or your favorite Cade. Or my favorite Naz. Also, that that season of love, that's why it was such a good season is because there was an equal amount of just friendships as there was relationships. Yes. And they were like as compelling. Yeah, because I'm like, it it shows you that like, oh, wait, so the love that they found on this island was also friendship? It's like Frozen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, she has this like random dude that she kind of like after she tried to marry this other guy after a day. That didn't work out, but... She has friends. Mm-hmm. Frozen well is exactly like that. Good analogy. I know. I'm pretty proud of myself. Damn. That's, that's <laughs> amazing. I feel like Love Island like, taught me how to be a friend. It made me want to be, like, be there more for my friends after watching their relationships. Yeah, it's just a good time. And like, I feel like if you're sitting at home in quarantine, you know, feeling lonely or feeling like you're, not, you're missing that connection, like, you should watch Love Island season six. Absolutely. Like, you're going to, not only will you learn love and friendship, you're going to learn some fucking great ass, like, European, UK vernacular. Oh, like, like Cheeky Bats? <laughs> cheeky Bats. Like cheeky Peck? Yeah, Cheeky Peck. Uh, what's the, how does, what's kissing? Snog. A snog? Yeah. Or a smooch. No, do they ever say smooch? I don't know. That's I what, like, you made that up. Yeah, that's me. But they got Snog, Cheeky Bats, Old Geezer. Cheeky Geezer. Cheeky Peck. He's a scaffolder. Oh, they love scaffolders. Over they there. like. I was like, "What job is that in America?" <laughs> like, it's basically like you work on the side of a building, like a construction worker. Yeah, but we just lump it all together. Like they don't have actual crafts or skills that they do. The irony here is that one of my best friends, growing up, does scaffolding. Oh my god! He well, according to Love Island, though they they get they're real like dogs. Watch out, best friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's but yeah, that show is gonna those shows kind of actually do teach you a lot. If you look past all of the the ridiculous uh, produced uh, drama, there actually is like little moments where you're like, oh wow, this is like actually a reflection of our reality. Yeah, that's where the reality television part comes in for me. Yeah, I feel like any situation where you see the people 
like actively supporting each other, it's suddenly you just get such a warm feeling. And that's kind of like a hyper uh, real version of like what we go through in life. You know, it's like a very clear picture of like, oh, these two people are making each other feel good without trying to get in each other's pants, just like because they need it in that moment. Yeah. And that's what we could do more. Yeah. And for me, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, I just love watching the people who are good at conflict resolution. Mm. Like, like, cause I feel like that's something that's so hard communicating your feelings, no matter what they are. So difficult sometimes, but the people that can go on there and be like, Hey, look, I'm liking this other person. I still want to be your friend. I want to tell you right now because I like, cause Naz, I feel like was really good at that. Yeah, they always kind of, like, at moments look like an asshole for, like, just brief moments because they were so upfront. But then after the fact, you realize, you're like, wow, that was actually very commendable of them to, like, be that upfront. Yeah. If we were like that actually in society and, like, when I say upfront, like, hold on, pause, Karens and racist motherfuckers, <laughs> that does not mean be a bigot or hateful upfront. That means being upfront with uh, your faults and your problems. And being like, oh, let me explain to you why this relationship isn't going to work because there are some things that I need to work on, stuff like that. It sounds, people think that sounds like, oh my God, it's, it's me, not you. That sounds cliche and it's an asshole move. No, I feel like people deserve to hear like how you are reflected on yourself and how you can see the flaws within yourself. But if you don't say anything and just start ghosting motherfuckers or you just do the opposite and just pop off and be like, fucking hate you, you're a stupid asshole, and then that's how you guys break up, when that actually wasn't the problem, it was something else deeper, we end up with, you know, these crazy fucking Facebook and Instagram fucking arguments and people canceling each other and all this ridiculous shit. Because you you need to give people space to, to, to grow and work on themselves and get better. Yeah. The, the pro- you can't just be like, I did nothing wrong my whole life and, and, ex- and try and take that stance. And then like, if somebody says, Hey, I'm realizing this is an area where I need to grow or I need to get better. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just immediately be like, how fucking dare you? I feel like it's like one is a little bit of, there might be a little bit of anger in a short amount of time. Yeah. But it's resolved because it's on the open. And then the other one's just a ton of anger. That's never it's, resolved. It's never resolved and just goes on indefinitely. And we don't need none of that. Yeah. We need we need you to be we like emotion and reactions are perfectly normal. You can be angry, you can be sad, you can be mad, all these different things. But that shit needs to have a time limit on it, and you need to come and reconcile and need to fix it. Because if not, then you got the the whole issue. Like we had this conversation before, where it's like we can't talk about this right now. Mm. With like gun violence and shit mm. like that. We're like, no, let's let's not deal with it right now. We're mourning. Like, hold what the fuck. We've been mourning since America started. <laughs> like, what do you mean? We got to fix this shit. Yeah. We ain't got time. Put a pause on the morning for a minute and let's get, let's fix this shit so nobody else has to mourn. Because we have too many unresolved conflicts as humans. Too much, like, just bubbling unresolved stuff. But it's if you can be like Naz, come, <laughs> you know, come up to the person that you, you know, you left to Casa Amor, you came back with someone else, but you go, you told that person while you're at Casa Amor, you know what, there's someone, I want to be respectful to Demi, I like you, I'm going to bring you back, but I need to talk to her first. And you go to Demi when you get there and you say, look, this is what happened. I, you know, I wanted to be as respectful to you. I like Eva, I want to move forward with her, but I'm going to, you know, I, I just want to be upfront with you and tell you that's not you. It's just I found a better connection with her. What, what happened? 
Demi was like, okay, I'm I'm upset because that's uh, like that's a bummer. Demi got dumped and she was okay with it because she's a but nice she's, person. She's yeah, she survived. Yeah, and it's like you you because uh, I mean we've all been in situations where you don't have that like upfront conversation and look what happens things blow up in your face. I can say for sure me that that's happened where. Yeah. Made a lot of mistakes doing that. Yeah, I can think of a couple of situations where I may, may have done that myself. <laughs> Shit, I could think of some this morning. Y'all was getting on my nerves this morning. Shit, what was it? Right before we even started this podcast, trying to call me out like I was the one late. No, you came in and you were like, well, I thought we were doing this at 1 o'clock. Well, shit. It was, I, the question was, it was a truthful statement. I thought we were doing this at 1 o'clock. And then y'all didn't have to come at me. All of a sudden, I was like, hold on, pause, white boys. Don't get your ass beat on. <laughs> you say that like you were the one that came in. You <laughs> popping off at us. I did come in hot. I came in real hot. I was just sitting here eating some avocado toast. Oh. Like, like a white person. Yeah. Hey, while we have you, how is it you know, living with Mike and I? It's wonderful. Honestly, it's great. You guys have so many conversations where I'm like, I learned a lot from that. I'm learning how to be more upfront like we're talking about more uh, give more resolution and let me let me be clear like i'm not good at being up front that's yeah. why i that's why i like you know i like people to think that, that we're like yoda and mace windu and you're like obi-wan and we're like <laughs> and we're like sitting there arguing like about jedi council and you have to like try to figure out what's to what to do next so basically, you're gonna make bad decisions because you're gonna create Darth Vader. Uh, <laughs> but shit. it's all because of our guidance. Oops. So I guess we're all at fault. We're all at fault. That's good Everyone's a problem. Yeah, but we—I mean—we're gonna save the day in the end. Just we ain't gonna be the ones to save the day. <laughs> we're gonna teach someone else. Yes, that's very true. Uh, that's such a good lesson. Thank you for listening to Black Man in the Right World. If you like what you heard. Please like, subscribe, or follow our podcast now. For more, check out blackmanrightworld.com and leave us a comment. But if you're more secretive about your shade, then email us at blackmanrightworld at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Oh, why are you saying like that? I wanted to say something else. Well, I don't know. Say, say it then.